That one was Ropes by Sammy Constantine. Not Constantine. Yeah, why'd, you, why'd you emphasize the time then? <laughs> I, I actually focused so hard I almost got it wrong. I was focusing so hard on which way to say it. Uh, if you have just tuned in, amazing timing. You're fantastic for once. Because we are joined on the line by Sammy Constantine herself. How are you, Sammy? Hello, I'm very good. Thank you so much. And thank you for saying my last name. <laughs> it took us a while, but I think at least 100 <laughs> attempts of saying it wrong on air. Yeah, perhaps. Before yeah. we eventually got one right. But uh, it is our International Women's Day special show tonight. Uh, how did you celebrate the day yesterday? Oh, that's hard. I can't even remember what I had for breakfast. <laughs> 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 no, I actually just did everything normal. I just, you know what, every single day should be International Women's Day. You know, girl power every day. But yeah. I, I didn't do, I didn't do too too much exciting stuff. Just the usual, caught up on life. But I enjoyed it. It was a beautiful Sunday. Good, good, great to hear. Um, now you said that a new style is coming for you in 2020. What's inspired this? Um. I mean, I say new because I'm kind of in my head, I'm kind of starting, you know, I'm starting Sammy Constantine again. And the reason for that is just that I just really want everyone to hear this new music as kind of like a new era. But, you know, like I'm still acknowledging everything I've released up until now. It's just sort of an opportunity for me to, I guess, jump out of that skin and into a new one and and really show uh, a bit more of a, maybe an honest side of me. I think I was writing just about... I mean, I've always been a really honest um, songwriter, but I think this time I really just want to talk more about my experiences and like some things that I find, you know, that I would have liked to hear when I was, you know, a teenager or just kind of things that I think are a little bit hard to talk about, um, you know, like mental health and, you know, that kind of thing. So I guess when I say change, I just mean for myself, it's a, it's a more honest and authentic way of writing for me. And I'm hoping that, you know, my audience can hear that. Is it a nerve wracking approach as well for you? Like going from something that's been quite successful for you, moving on to a new style? Um, it is a little bit, but I've kind of, I've also sort of developed a new attitude towards releasing music. And that's that I don't, I don't really have any expectation. I just want to release the music. And if people don't like it, well, then they can either learn to love it or not listen. And I just don't really care anymore. I just really, really want it to feel authentic because that's going to be longevity for me in terms of, you know, this is my career. It's what I love, but it's also my career. So I really want it to be um, you know, real for me. And so far, the reaction's been amazing. So I'm, I'm not too worried now. Yeah. No, I love that attitude. I love that mentality as well. It is great. And it's, I don't think anyone ever had any doubt that it would work for you. But it's it's interesting to see that kind of self-transformation for artists. And you've, we've seen it a bit around. The one that comes to mind was um, Shet Faker changing his name back to... Yeah. I can't even remember. What's his name now? I cannot uh, remember. I've got a mind blank here. But he changed back and he went by his actual name. And for everyone around, it's just like, well, you can keep making good music. We'll still love you. Why do you need to do that? But uh, I can understand that from an artist's perspective, it'd be a kind of refresh for your, your artistic process as well. You'd almost be like starting kind of fresh. Yeah, pretty much. Like it doesn't really actually affect anybody, I think, but myself. But I kind of just want it to be like a, I don't know, I, I, I want it a little bit to be a public like, okay, I'm stepping out a little bit further, like watch me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, that's really people cool. ride that with you, which is, you know, exactly yeah. what you want from your fans. 
Yeah, thank you. Now, you previously, have you just got the name? Nick Murphy. Nick Murphy. I'm sorry, I was trying to search that one up. Nick Murphy. You you used to own a mobile cafe business. (laughs) I did. Where did that all start? Wow. That was like probably seven years ago or something now, as in when we started it. Um, I was working at a cafe. This is like the exact true story. I was working at a cafe full time. This was, you know, before music. Um, I was at uni, just, you know, your average, you know, I don't know however old I was, 16, whatever, 17. And I decided this is easy. I can do this myself. So (laughs) (laughs) I thought I could probably make a lot more money. So I thought, you know, I chatted to mom and um, we kind of started a business together and we ran it for quite a few years. And then I bought it off my mom. And then I kept running it, and then I actually sold it very recently to um, to go on tour and to pursue music, and that's what I'm doing. That's great. So it was a little cafe was a bit of a launch pad for your career as well. It definitely was, yeah. I mean, I've run a lot of businesses over the years, just like, you know, I've, I'm a bit of a workaholic. I really enjoy having multiple programs and being incredibly busy. The moment I don't have anything on, I kind of tend to freak out a little bit. So I I'm, I'm definitely love hard work, um, but I, it is nice to kind of fully focus on music now. Were you studying management or business at uni? No, I was actually doing, I changed my degree a few times and I never actually finished it, which is terrible and I regret it, but um, I was actually doing primary school teaching and then I kind of changed to a Bachelor of Arts and then I sort of realised I want to do a different type of art. So yeah, now I just sort of do it outside of uni. (laughs) So the managing just came natural to you then and owning and running a business. So that'd be quite a hard thing I'd think to get into. It is. I mean, to be honest, like when we first started the the copy van business, we were, you know, one of the first on the Central Coast. So it was a pretty unheard of thing. We had a lot of trouble with people, um, you know, trusting what the heck we were doing. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's an unfamiliar thing that people don't like if they don't understand it. I know. We used to rock up to, you know, I don't know, a, a mechanic or something and say, you know, we've got a mobile copy van. Would you like to have a coffee? And they'd, they'd say, well, where's the coffee? I'd say, oh, in the back of the car. And they'd look at me. <laughs> Like, I was completely crazy. <laughs> <laughs> now, that, that probably isn't a reaction you have had in Sydney, probably a bit of a coast-specific reaction. You did move down to Sydney about nine months ago. Tell us a little bit about that move and how it's impacted your music. Well, I – so, as I said, I sold the copy van, so we're over with that. Um, yeah, I kind of moved – music I just wanted to be closer to you know everything I really wanted to spend 2019 just writing as much as I possibly could so I pretty much spent at least you know two to three days a week in sessions last year just getting as much um, you know out as I could in terms of the songwriting and, and building up my catalog and trying to really find my new sound and what I wanted to talk about so moving was probably one of the best things I've ever done um, for myself and even though it's not a huge move like I'm only an hour up the freeway it made all the difference to everything for me I just really I'm so glad I did it <laughs> and you, you said earlier you you know the new style is more just for yourself and your own being and you want to kind of create a new identity per se has that also been a part of the motivation behind the Sydney move or did that kind of aid the new the new way forward for you I think it all fell into place when I moved. I I don't think I consciously wanted to change anything about my project or what I was doing or anything. It's sort of, I always knew that I was going to have to start talking about things differently in my music, but I didn't know how I was going to do it. And I think just the 
like the sheer volume of writing that I was doing kind of just forced that out of me. Um, and I, yeah, like I, I wrote like a crazy person last year. It was just insane. <laughs> so, and you know, we write thousands of songs and, you know, a couple get picked to be released over the year. So it's pretty insane, but I'm very, very glad I did it. Yeah, it's that whole sort of music that a lot of people don't really realise, I suppose, and how much actually goes written and sometimes even recorded, but never release. Oh, 100%. And I wasn't just writing for my project either. I write for like quite a lot of other projects and all sorts of things. So it was just nonstop. Busy, as you said. Um, now, you've opened for artists as big as Rita Ora, which is massive. Uh, and you've performed alongside Illy and KLP at uh, Macquarie Uni's Reconception Day. Tell us about those experiences. What do you take away from that as an artist, being able to play alongside people like that? Oh, man. I mean, first of all, the Rita Ora thing was just insanity. Uh, that was it was all very random. Like I had two weeks in total to completely organize myself and get everything ready. And that kind of included selling the coffee van, which was insane. Um, so that was amazing. It's obviously incredibly inspiring to be performing on stages with those kinds of people, especially with Rita Ora. She's such a, such a powerhouse, you know, such a pop star. And it's so cool to just be even in the same room as them. And, you know, these are people that we've been listening to for years and years and you don't even realize half the songs that they've, that they've done. And then it all comes back to you when you're seeing them live. But yeah, incredible. I, I learned to be an even harder worker than I am. And I learned to, I learned a lot of time management, that's for sure. Um, and yeah, just really remembering to have fun i think as well because it's so chaotic like there's so much that's chaotic about the music industry so it was really cool to just actually stand on that stage and enjoy you know the audience watching you and enjoying it you know yeah i suppose you'd have times where you just want to sit back and go hey look this is what i'm actually doing at the moment yeah it's insane Time management, probably crucial for someone who is as busy as you as well. Um, you've previously spoken about your anxiety and how you tend to overthink virtually everything. Uh, and this kind of was part of the process of writing your new track, Mannequin, because it's so deep and personal to you. Can you kind of describe that process a little bit? Yeah, so Mannequin kind of came about in a really, I would say it was a pretty dark time. I kind of, you know, I'd, I'd done the move to Sydney and um, there was a little bit of a time where I was settling in. Like I said, it wasn't a big move. It was about an hour away. But I did leave my friends behind. I did leave a few things behind. And um, I was I was lonely, I suppose. And I, I have in the past struggled with mental health um, and eating disorders and depression and whatnot. And I'm quite open about that because I feel like that's important to be open, especially as an artist. Um, so, yeah, to be honest, I found myself in a bit of a relapse. And so Mannequin kind of came about... Uh, with uh, Andy Hopkins, who I co-wrote the song with. Um, I had a session and I, I wasn't feeling up to it, but I went anyway. And, yeah, so I guess Mannequin is really about trying to have a conversation with yourself about... I guess like the parts of you don't understand. So that could be a habit or an addiction or a way of thinking or anything like that. So it was sort of just a challenge why those things exist and just just trying to understand. That's kind of what it's about. It's super important messaging and it is very important, I think, and great that artists like you with influence and, and fans obviously are out there 
bearing all kind of kind of thing for for everyone to see because it helps with stigma and it helps with people dealing with it themselves so the impact yeah. of that is is massive uh the song mannequin is also a a kind of follow-on of sorts from ropes could you explain the connection between the two there yeah so ropes is i think a little bit more directly about being tied to that particular for me i call it a demon um you know the, the eating the sort of the depression and the anxiety that's really real for me um you know at times is kind of the the demon because i don't like to associate myself as someone who is anorexia or is a depression because i just i believe that we can separate that so i think yeah so ropes is kind of exactly explaining what that feels like to be stuck in that state of mind and then mannequin is that um that sort of realization that you know maybe we can actually try and understand why it's here and how do we and 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 please can we you know yeah definitely it's um it's it's cool to hear it laid out like that and explained uh like sequentially like you've done it and it's really cool insight into your art as well to see how that process works for you so thank you very much for sharing that because i know it's not always easy as well um but the track that we have been talking about so much is manic and it's your latest release and we're about to play it for you now is there anything else that you would like to say about this track before we hit play um about this track not so much but i would like to say that there is a lot more music coming so i would i hope that you know if if that sort of connected with anybody i'd love for you guys to kind of follow my journey with this because i'm about to talk a lot about a lot of personal experiences and they're all linked together in one conceptual string of releases so i'd really love to yeah eventually hop back on and keep talking about it so is a bunch of singles or is it going to form a bigger EP or an album perhaps? It's going to be a bunch of singles. I mean, I'm not sure how I package it at the end, but conceptually there'll be an entire um, mass of music coming out this year that all that all links in. So it's like a, a good TV series, just episode after yeah. episode. You can't binge it all at once in an EP. You're going to have to wait for the single releases. That's exactly right. Pretty much how it is. I'm going to call it the Sammy series. <laughs> the Sammy series. <laughs> I like it. Oh, sweet. So we've got a lot to look forward to then. Uh, we will, of course, be on top of all of that here at Home Brewed. But right now, thank you very much, Sammy Constantine, for joining us and having a chat. The track thank you're you. about to hear is Mannequin. <laughs> thank you so much for having me.